0: Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and his Liberal Party has won a second term, despite his party not winning a single seat in the western provinces of Saskatchewan and Alberta, which apparently are the only two provinces where people have the internet. In an upcoming book about her friendship (laughs) with Jackie Kennedy, Onassis, musician Carly Simon revealed that JFK was with his mistress the night that Jackie gave birth to their child. And they say Donald Trump isn't presidential. Oh my God. Mm. This Friday, thousands of witches will simultaneously conduct a binding spell on President Trump. Considering the way that he eats, do you really think he needs a spell to get him all bound up? <laughs> Mitt Romney. <laughs> it's a poop joke. I'm glad that uh, Chelsea liked that. Mitt Romney has admitted that he has a fake Twitter account that he would use to criticize President Trump under the pseudonym Pierre Delecto. Pierre Delecto is now polling higher than any of the democratic candidates for president. Speaking of which, the New York Times is reporting that Democrats are nervous at the ability of their current field of candidates to beat President Trump in 2020, asking, "Is there anyone else? You know, all you have to do is turn off the lights in the bathroom, stare in the, mil- in the mirror and say Hillary Clinton oh, fuck." <laughs> <laughs> I like this joke too. I'm just going to pretend. The New York Times is reporting the Democrats are nervous at the ability of their current field of candidates to beat President Trump in 2020, asking, is there anyone else? You know, all you have to do is turn off the lights in the bathroom, stare in the mirror and say Hillary Clinton 20 times and she will appear. And finally, (laughs) President Trump defended Tulsi Gabbard against Hillary Clinton's claims that she is a Russian agent, pointing out that he has never seen her at any of the Russian asset meetings. The Trump report starts now.
1: <laughs> I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin.
0: Yes, welcome to the Trump report. Except no substitutes. Except no invitations. <laughs> the one, the only, the Trump report. I'm Christian Blatt. joined as always by Chelsea Galicia. Hello
1: there. I, I got to say about these jokes. Either they are legit getting funnier, or I'm lightening up. I, one of the two is happening. They're definitely. A bit of they're
0: definitely not getting funnier. So oh. you must be lightening oh. up. All right. They're, they're well, probably much worse. I also don't know how to read anymore. And look, yes. back down on the uh, the end of the the desk. The one, the only, Scott Moore. It's not the end of the show, but I always want people to know S-Man 80. That's you know? right. That's, that's how we know you out there uh, <laughs> on the internet. Uh, a lot to talk about. A lot of interesting things. Uh, it are, and, you know, this is the Trump report. We talk about American politics, but I do want to start on Canada just really quickly. Uh, are either of you, you know, either of you surprised that, uh, that the photos of blackface didn't derail uh, Justin Trudeau's attempt at a re-election? And secondary question. Would you have been more surprised if this was before the age of Donald Trump and the Grab them by the Pussy videotape? Uh, I'll ask you first, Scott. Um,
2: well, I also say it's it's past Ralph Northam in Virginia and sure, in Alabama. Sure, that's true. Those, are, those are more um, relevant,
0: but, you know, also higher office. So.
2: Right, but uh, I, I don't know. I think it obviously didn't help him. Uh, I think I'm more surprised just in the dynamics that he won because I thought there was going to be more of a chance that he was going to lose just in general because of what's already been going on there, you know, and he was involved, not him directly, but his office and and government was involved in another scandal already there. And I thought just from the years of already having liberal policies that might be swinging the other direction. So I was more surprised on that. I think, like you said, nowadays that people are overlooking things right or wrong that have happened in someone's past. Um, And yes, I think it has made a bigger difference with with, uh, Donald Trump. But I think Barack Obama's endorsement actually You know, generally presidents stay out of Canadian politics, but I think because he's still very beloved up there that it might have been just enough to push Trudeau over the finish line there because his party didn't win a majority. Right, they don't have a majority. So I think that in itself, because President Obama still has like an 81% approval rating with Canadians, so he's very popular there. Can he be Um, prime
0: minister of Canada, by the way? (laughs) 81%, that's pretty great.
2: So I think, you know, a lot of people did take that endorsement, and some of the people that might have been on the fence – Like a lot of the never Trumpers here in 2016, they're like, oh, we don't really want to vote for him, but we can't vote for Hillary. You know, maybe some of those people were brought back over the other side because of the strong endorsement from Obama. But I do think there's a big difference from Donald Trump and. The level of things that people can get away with now rightfully or wrongfully, there there is a lower bar.
1: I think what makes a big difference is your response when you get caught for doing something like mm-hmm, that. True. And hopefully his reaction, his mea culpa, his, you know, sorry struck people as authentic, mm-hmm. sincere and a, a, a mistake that he acknowledged and wishes to move forward from, whereas the reaction that I've seen from some people who found to have engaged in that behavior here. We're kind of like, it's no big deal or whatever. You're just trying to smear me. Oh, this is a, 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 you know... Uh, witch hunt type language, yeah. there's not much uh, taking responsibility. And so hopefully taking responsibility for past mistakes counts for something, and maybe it that's did here. That's
2: true, hear. too. Yeah, that's a, that's, the, that's a really good point.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that uh, being able to admit mistakes and apologize and pass on, I mean, it's not a story that we usually talk about here, but look at the difference in the sentencing of uh, Felicity Huffman and Laurie Laughlin for basically, well, essentially doing the same thing. And the judge is very excited to, I don't know, put Laurie Laughlin away for like, you know, two months instead of two weeks. Weeks. But still, it's the uh, the same idea. It's like you, you got to at least act like you did mm-hmm. something wrong, even if you don't believe it. You have to you have to pretend. Uh, pres- or
1: actually believe it? Do you do you no, think Justin Trudeau? Oh no, no, I'm talking about that
0: other case. Got it. Uh, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. No, right, I think right. I think that he's like, oh yeah, that was stupid. But more than anything, he's like, oh, I wish that those photos hadn't been published well, in a yearbook.
1: Of course, yes. <laughs> but,
0: but I do think he's just like, yeah, obviously it's a well, and yeah.
2: and and he was running for re-election, so people have already seen him. Yeah. In it the helps. first term and seeing what he has done and and everything. Uh, so that makes a big difference. And it was not comparing to Ralph Northam, but Northam doesn't have to run again for re-election either because of the way Virginia governor is structured. So it, for him, it's easy to stay in, too, because it can't really get out. So I think when people are voting for Trudeau, they already know what he's done in his first term. Different than if he was just running for the first time, it might have made, a, I think, a bigger difference. Um, and, and I don't think a lot of people really liked Andrew Shear hugely in general anyways. Right. Uh, so I think that didn't help... Uh, Share either,
0: Uh, uh, you know, maybe if he was a a different candidate,
2: might have been able to push him over the finish line too. Uh,
0: Well, uh, not uh, really the same topic, but uh, President Trump has uh, characterized the impeachment probe against him as a lynching. And I wanted to go to uh, somebody uh, surprising who didn't know I was going to go to him on this. Uh, Ryan in the booth. How we doing? <laughs> I know that you're uh, on the panel for the Watchmen after show. That's right. Uh, which is on HBO. <clears throat> it's uh, based on the uh, the the award winning uh, Alan Moore graphic novel. It's essentially yes, a comic book, but it, it's uh, it, it's relevant because. There's a sequence at the beginning of that show that is set during the race riots of uh uh, uh, uh where is that? It's Tulsa, Tulsa in like Obama. 1921, and it's something that apparently is 100% accurate, not based in fiction like the rest of the show, and something that I think most of us didn't know about. And, you know, that story was trending a lot for me yesterday, just uh, on my feed and everywhere, is that, you know, oh, oh, by the way, this thing in Watchmen, just so you know that this really happened, and then there's also a lot of other instances of, you know, there, there are a few points that are pointed out, uh, you know, in during Reconstruction. Just similar things that happened in places like Louisiana. So, uh, when you hear President Trump uh, characterize what's going on to him as a lynching, uh, what are your thoughts on that?
3: Uh, my thoughts is he doesn't know what lynching means. I think that's yeah, fairly accurate, same. yeah. Uh, I think, uh, you know, well, what was so crazy, by the way, thank you for tuning in. I saw you in the live chat for the Watchmen After Show. All-star panel. <laughs> All-star panel. Uh, yeah, I mean, what was so, just talking about this Watchmen uh, bringing up lynching for a second, what was so fascinating about that scene was it was depicting a horrific event that happened in, you know, 1921 Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, even at the end of the episode, not getting too into de- far into details, but there is a, Form of a lynching that occurs to a character sure yeah absolutely and i mean it's it's horrible it's it's one of the worst things you could possibly do to a person it's physical harm abuse it's uh berating and demeaning it's every it's all of the above it's one of the worst things you could possibly do it has nothing to do with a uh, a, a government process to just Get out of an office. It's there's well, no. Well, and, and, and by the I mean, way, this done. is an
0: investigation. You know, this, is an, this is an investigation. They're mm-hmm. they're just uh, looking into some things. And uh, yeah, I think, you know, comparing it to something that you know, what it triggered in my mind because I had seen the show is, oh, so you know, literally hundreds of people being dragged out of their homes <laughs> and murdered so that they didn't vote they didn't want, you know, in that case in Tulsa, but also in some other states around this, you know, I guess a few decades earlier, was just like, oh, too many black people were voting, so we're going to kill them so that they can't vote.
3: We're going to drop a bomb. Right, yeah, exactly. There's a bomb.
0: Yeah. So, that uh, compared to it, you know, and I think it's important to, you know, look, you can say that like, oh, he shouldn't use the word lynching, but I think it's important to put it into at least some context. Now, Uh, I know on this show we usually make this, of course, was a statement he made on Twitter because that's where all of President Trump's comments come from that, uh, you know, well, pretty much everything that he says. So uh, we're always very quick to dismiss these things. Do you find any surprise in him saying it? Uh, Because because I don't. I'm more surprised that I thought that Lindsey Graham oh, had kind of gotten away from him, <laughs> mm-hmm. that he had gotten like out from under the thumb of of Donald Trump. No. And then he and then he like doubled down on he it. He
1: was like a lynching in every sense of the word.
0: Yeah, like every sense of the word. And the like, one really? point
1: and he's from <laughs> South Carolina.
2: It's like what are you doing? So yeah,
1: definitely not surprised that Trump would say it because he, you know, he can only be the like hero, the hero of the heroes or the victims of the victims. Right. There's nothing and in between. And somehow he's
0: both at the same time at least in his mind. You I mean, yeah.
1: And that's the the ego, hero or victim. And and he knows that using that language would rile people up and get people obsessed and get the rage machine going and rile up his base. So this plays like right into Mm -hmm. sort of where he wants us, which for me, I have been at a struggle and I'm legit asking for advice here. I think I know what Scott would say, but... You know, on the one hand, you kind of want to ignore him because the ego loves the criticism and Mm -hmm. the clash. And so if you don't give it to him, the ego just doesn't have anything to feed on. Uh, So you just want to ignore it and and not address it. And then the other side is if you don't say anything, you know, it sparks that Martin Luther King quote that said sort of like in the end of at the end of the day, it's it's not the words of the enemies. That you remember, but the silence of your friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so you don't want to say nothing and well, want like it's normalized. Exactly. You don't want exactly. okay. to mm-hmm.
0: normalize something. And I mean, so, it's, it's the same idea of well, do you. Do an impeachment hearing if you are certain that the Senate won't remove him from office. It's like, well, I, we don't expect maybe that. But it's like, well, we feel like we should do something. And yeah. I guess that's the, the, the same sort of thing. It's
1: a little – it's like it's this balance. You know, say nothing to ignore, but you say nothing, and and that that's not cool it, either. It, yeah, it's like so condoning
0: it and
2: allowing – like, uh, this is acceptable.
1: Exactly. This is completely so, fine to do. So I, you know, personally – find myself literally behind between a rock and a hard space like, yes, I wanna say something. I guess that the maybe the answer is to say something from a calm place to say, no, you know, you're wrong and, and the only time that the word lynching should come out of a president's mouth is to say we apologize for it as a as a nation. Um, but then don't give in to the emotional reaction that comes from reading that which is like statement. me that just
2: basically
0: said go to hell you human garbage. Right.
1: So I expected <laughs> like, on my Scott's, Scott's going to recommend <laughs> trolling.
0: But by the way that's at real Donald Trump. Mm. Go to hell. Uh, human, human garbage. garbage. And yep. you, know, you might as well tag him a second time yep. because then I think it'll show up as two alerts. At POTUS. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, yeah, right. that's true. That true. It's true. It does have the at POTUS. I forgot. He doesn't really use that one because it has so many less followers.
1: So yeah. see what I'm concerned about. So that totally, I mean, right. it was resonates the, with it, me. But it
2: was the fury at the yeah. moment. And yeah. and I do agree with you. I knew he was doing this exactly because he knew he was going to get a reaction and that he was going to get his base all frothed up in his base. Let's be honest, some of them are racist and he's like, "Great, I got to keep them in the corner." I've I've lost most other minorities. I've lost Democrats, I've lost, you know, moderate Republicans, I've lost P- independents. So he's got to keep going through this base. But the other thing that concerned me too, which we haven't talked about, is the fact that he brought up, "Oh, when Republicans have the house, yeah. skin, they're just going to impeach Democrat president now." And, you know, that that's a thing that's going to be put out there now and, it's gonna be, and it is true. Now Republicans are going to go out whenever a Democrat, no matter what, and they're going to try to impeach, and, and it's just going to go back and forth now because we've now set the bar well, so low. you know,
0: look, when that Democratic president lies under oath, I'm not thinking of any particular, maybe <laughs> you yeah. should, you know? But, yeah, I know what you're saying. But that's, it's sort of like...
2: He put that out there, too. Is like he threw this bomb, but he put this whole other thing out there, too, that now no one's really talking about. And, of course, I'm also, all the time, because I'm so jaded, like, what is he distracting us from right yes, now? Yes. Is it absolutely. the testimony that was happening mm-hmm. today? What's the other thing he's doing by throwing this this bomb out there with the horrible historical implications mm-hmm. of this to get people riled up what is he distracting mm-hmm. here from what's really I happening know. in the, the real world the and date. that's
1: october 22nd we'll remember yeah. months later when some whistleblower like, right. says something, like something was happening. Happened. october 22nd we'll right remember there, this there's time. something so, came across
0: his desk in the morning
1: i, I think yeah. there's
2: something that he wants to distract us from too which i hate thinking about because I, I it makes him think that he's really thinking this through but i do also think that he knew exactly what he was doing getting people riled up, getting the distraction, getting the media to go against him, and getting his base to be all frothed up to defend him kind of thing. Uh,
0: and I don't uh, I don't want to move on too quickly. We'll talk about other things. But uh, the, uh, these are uh, stats that I saw in a uh, CBS News article. So the uh, NAACP estimates that at least 3,446 black Americans were killed in lynchings between 1882 and 1968, as were about tw- uh, 1,297 whites, often for supporting anti-lynching or civil rights efforts. Uh, And uh, finally, uh, Congressman Jim Clyburn, the House Majority Whip, said, I think that what we see here once again is this president attempting to change the narrative using what um, I consider to be real caustic terms in order to change the conversation to compare the constitutional process to something like lynching is far beneath the office of the president of the United States. Uh, there are uh, a number of people who have spoken out other elected officials, uh, but there are plenty that just didn't say anything. You know, there's a, you know, it's obviously much worse to be Lindsey Graham and support it. Wow. Uh, but then there's others who are like, uh,
1: I mean, he full on went into the explanation that what's going on right now is just an angry mob going in and attacking him and taking him down, which is not the same thing as elected officials going through a constitutional process to remove somebody from office, not to literally... And his life.
0: And there's not much to it, but we're always so hard on him. I need to point out Mitch McConnell, he did call the president's choice of words unfortunate and saying... (laughs) Unfortunate. Unfortunate. But see, I I was going to leave it at that, but he actually said a little bit more. Given the history in our country, I would not compare this to a lynching. And look, that's like saying a thousand words. For him, him, it's like, oh, yeah, he's just like, because unfortunate is like... Uh, yeah. Is it unfortunate because it wasn't strong enough? You know, it could be taken a lot yes. of ways. Uh, so, uh, in any in any case, uh, and even Senator Tim Scott, the only Black Republican in the Senate. Uh, he also uh, said uh, – Who's you know, Lindsay's Sykes- counterpart. Yeah, right. He's uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. From St- South Carolina. Uh, anyway, uh, so I, I wanted to spend a little bit more time than uh, we usually do on uh, you know, Trump's uh, misspeaking or misappropriating terminology that he probably doesn't <laughs> understand. Uh, but I do want to move on to something uh, much lighter to me, mm. and that is the fact that apparently there is a Russian asset amongst us and uh, it's Tamron. That's why she's not here. Uh, no. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard, apparently, <laughs> apparently a Russian asset, and it's uh, easy to make fun of. When that came up at the debate, I'm like, what the hell is she talking about? I really, I was just like, that was the first I'd heard of it. And then, really, like, over the weekend, there was so much talk about it. And I know everybody on the show likes to make me laugh. Uh, likes to make fun of me. You all like to laugh at me and make fun of me. <laughs> But, um, you know, uh, Hillary really going in, all in on this. Uh, there's that New York Times article I mentioned at the top of the show where she's, uh, you know, people who know are like, well, you know, if she knew she'd win. She would uh, she would we feel like she would run. Uh, still not too late for Hillary to get in. She's, no. <laughs> uh, you know, it's never too late for her to get That's in. <laughs> uh, so uh, what are your thoughts, Chelsea, on the, this allegation, uh, and you know, look, I'm quick to dismiss it because it sounds so crazy. Do you think it's possible that Tulsi Gabbard is a, is a Russian asset? What
1: the f is Hillary Clinton saying? I don't know. <laughs> if 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 you're going to say something like that, you need to explain it more. Like to just say you know Russian asset and then end it there, rather than saying you know. Tulsi may not even realize that she would be targeted by the Russians uh, for support because she has maybe similar values or policy goals that they do. Okay, that would explain it, but the well, was she served in she, the
0: military, and I assume a lot of Russians serve in the military. I'm okay. just guessing. Like, you know, right but, there.
1: But to just say you know, she's a Russian asset makes it sound like Tulsi Gabbard is knowingly cooperating with the Russians to try and, you know, infiltrate and uh, betray the United States. It just sounds Sounds moronic, and then to put the same thing on Jill Stein, and then because when she said it about Trump, I was like, "Hey, could be." Well, but then, look, when it's from a, a, from a, a democratic
0: standpoint, of- you could understand, like, look, we feel like there was tampering in the 2016 election, and we feel like they wanted Trump and not me, as in Hillary. You know, you could follow at least, like, okay, maybe there's not evidence to support that, but you can understand it as a theory. When it comes to this, and yes, I know, like just sort of like the rib kick at Jill Stein, where she's like, "Wait, what did I do?" You know, like, <laughs> well, she did cost the election to Hillary. But <laughs> Well, you know, in in, but, you in, know. in a few places that she could have yes. campaigned a little little harder. Right, I, I don't know, maybe at all. maybe been a different uh, maybe been a different candidate. Maybe that would have helped. But Scott, what do you think? Where do you think this comes from? Like, why do you think that right now this is so important for her to do?
1: Need for attention. Well,
0: yeah, I did think it was odd. <laughs> well, that's why I say she's going to run for president <laughs> just for the, because, the attention.
2: Well, and that's sort of what Tulsi said on Twitter too. She was basically like, "Oh, well, if you're going to attack well, me, then why don't you run?" Tulsi um, said more than that. Well, no, I know. I went the, she the wants whole, to meet with
0: her too. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh wait,
1: I was talking about the the queen of warmongers. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe I was going
0: to say, how do you how do you feel about that statement? Uh, I, maybe I not mean, queen, it, but may, is right. she in the hall of fame? The war hall mean, of fame?
1: Princess. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. It's Uh, hard. Sure. That's that's hard. Embodiment of corruption. Harsh,
0: but you know.
1: But but that Hillary personifies corruption when we have Trump and his swamp buddies there. Like it it makes it a little bit too extreme. But I'm sorry,
0: Scott. What were you going to say?
2: One, I mean, she didn't actually directly say it was her. So that's the thing too that I thought. No, but she didn't actually say it was her. She didn't go out and say it was Tulsi. It's better.
0: She that just makes mentioned more sense. But he wants she, to come and take everybody's guns. But so we all asset.
2: kind of made that assumption. Uh, clearly, yes. It, it, if it, it wasn't, it, I it,
1: think Hillary it, would have clarified. By right. Now. It,
2: it, it, it is her. But it was interesting. She didn't say her directly. And secondly, her her thought process was, and it, in in some of the articles I read too, is also that Tulsi may not even be aware that she's the asset that they have, they're trying to find people that they're going <laughs> to fund and. And hopefully use that person as a tool to take down other competitors and that she may not directly, Tulsi herself may not even directly realize that she's actually an asset, which is part of the things they've said about Donald Trump, too, is that he's too stupid to collude and that he actually didn't know that he was, you know, an asset to Russia to win. And they were funneling money and dark money and things like that. But but beyond that, I don't know why she felt that this was the time to do it, especially when Tulsi, what
0: is she, like 1-2%. Like so, she's probably not going to be in the next debate. I'm still confused as to how she was in the. the well, most that's what we debate. talked
2: about because of the the way it worked. They were still taking the the numbers from earlier in oh, August, okay. that and makes so sense. September. So you had September as well. So that's why some people didn't make it September, but they made it in October. But now they're not.
0: But I could see there. her. I could see her. Uh, her poll numbers uh, being. Much well, that's higher. What I'm saying. You're actually helping uh, her
2: get attention as, now, especially
0: in in to... uh, in Stalingrad. I think she's polling very highly there. <laughs> but you're actually giving her attention, which could actually
2: help. Bring her numbers up, especially, again, for maybe moderates and moderate Republicans that are going to give her a second look and be like, oh, well, she's not like the liberal Democrat in this race. And, you know, we might be able to vote for her over some of the more liberal, progressive or, or left leaning Democrats. And so she's actually in a weird way giving her more attention. So I don't know what her was, thought process why now was, was the time a she felt move. terrible she move. wanted to,
0: to do that. I don't quite understand Sit it this one out. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, people want uh, want Hillary to I must call her Chelsea. Uh, No, 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 because of her daughter. Calm down. Uh, No, I think people want Hillary to uh, to to sit a lot of them out, you know, uh, you know, the next uh, what? uh, What? 13 months. Uh, in the chat, uh, Lady Goth uh, uh, points out that she's currently on the Foreign Affairs Committee working against terrorism, and Hillary basically accused the sitting congressman of treason, which is punishable by death, by the way. Uh, so, Very uh, we true. Pre- yeah, yes. so it's, it's worth pointing out the severity of what she's saying uh, beyond the, the craziness of it. Uh, you know, look, if Rudy Giuliani had said it, we'd be like, well, of course he'd he'd say that. Well,
2: that's what I'm saying. Donald Trump can say that and say Adam Schiff has yeah. done treason. It's and, and same kind of thing, but yet it's, you know— it, there are two sides of that because the Republicans throw that out all the time with with uh, Adam Schiff and other people that are all, they're all treasonous and again punishment is death and and, and that just seems to be a no big deal.
0: Uh, and uh, Bernie Sanders uh, defended Tulsi, uh, mm-hmm. not uh, missing a moment to uh, take a shot at uh, Hillary. Deservedly <laughs> so, by the way. I'm not saying that she didn't deserve it. Uh, well, and Mayor that, Pete. But- uh, so I, I'm assuming, I actually don't know if as the afternoon went on, if we heard from you know more of the candidates. Andrew but-
1: Yang, I think, mm-hmm. said, defended yes, her. She did the other day. But yeah. I mean, let's remember that Tulsi dropped out of uh, what was her position with the DNC so that she could support right. and endorse Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. Right, so, so, yeah, right, yeah. there you go. So he so, should,
2: yeah, he, so would then hope I want, he would defend her.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, is, is Hillary trying to hurt uh, Bernie by the Tulsi Association? I don't know, but please, like... I, I don't know whether to advise her to sh- not like she's going to listen to me, yeah. Hillary, but either zip it or explain what you meant by an well, asset, and hopefully she just left it out there, and it's like, well, why do, why are you well, saying well, that? Well,
2: she left it out there and hang, hanging out there again without no directly evidence. saying her name, and then like ke- keeping it very vague. So I'm like, what is the motive behind it at this point, especially with someone who's only pulling one to two percent? Why? What what does that what what purpose does that serve? Unless you're there's some kind of Game going on here where you think you can take out certain candidates, like you're saying. Maybe there's something I, I don't know, and then she can swoop in and be
0: the savior and right. I know. Again. <laughs> is
1: this is this speaking to your your? your you mentioned you're in the joke that the establishment, or the, I saw in the, the well, a, that's a New York articles. Times.
0: That's actually a New York Times article. That the yeah. establishment
1: is wondering who else because well, mm-hmm. they're only. Choices are Joe Biden? Well, no,
0: no, no, or- because they, just, it, it's yes, that they specifically don't feel strongly about Joe Biden, but they're not convinced, you know, they're, they're, conv- they're not convinced on a national level that uh, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, and, you know, they didn't even go through. They just, so there are, were some. I guess uh, big money donors just sort mm-hmm. of quietly say, are you sure there isn't anybody else? Mm-hmm. You know, and you hear, obviously Hillary's name always comes up, uh, Michelle Obama, who has given every indication that she's, you know, she, like eight years was too many in the White House. You know, she certainly doesn't want more. Uh, but then, you know, you hear about like Eric Holder and you're like, Eric Holder, who's, who's voting for Eric Holder, you know? And uh, I can't even remember who else, you know, who, who, you know, that they've checked in on, you know? Bloomberg. Yeah, that's, and then I'm just like, uh, okay I guess, but I don't you think he would have won for, or he would have run for president if he thought he had any kind of a chance? But as, as you know, here we are. Uh, let's see, it's probably about, 54, 55 weeks out from the election, which uh, sounds long, but uh, you know, before we know it, uh, it'll be all over. Yeah, a little over here. Scott will be coloring in the map. Uh, <laughs> you know, ho- hopefully, the
1: hopefully for more, Scott,
0: from Scott's point of view, hopefully the, more the blue marker yes. is the one that runs yes. out this time, not the red. <laughs> uh, but uh, what do you legitimately think about just these candidates? Is there somebody that like, oh, I really wish – and it can even be – Michelle Obama, or I know mm-hmm. we've talked about but Oprah, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, do you feel like maybe these aren't the the best candidates, but they still have a decent shot, or is there somebody that's like, you know, this is who should really be running?
1: Uh, no, I, I think Elizabeth Warren would be a great pick, but if she... Could, she has so many plans for everything, and that is great, I love that, but I think what is... Even to me, is it's like, okay, clearly one person cannot do all of these. And I, I want to hear her focus on, like, what is her one crucial piece of, of legislation. I hope that it would be the anti-corruption plan that she has put forth because none of the other ones could be possible, with, none of her other plans could be possible without it. But I need her to stick to one. Because when she's talking about all of her plans, all of her plans have a price tag, and it just gets overwhelming to people. And when you think, like, already the government is not that great—by the not that great, pretty terrible—not mm-hmm. efficient, not doesn't have handling money down very well, to, to think about new, more expensive programs, even if this wealth tax works, it's, it's just a lot for the government to take on when it doesn't have—it's not in good shape right now as it is. Like, let's— Let's um. Before we try and bulk up, can we like? What my fiance is oh. going to kill me for not knowing. You you have to kind of slim down, trim down, and yeah. uh, and get fit first. Get lean before you start building. And so mm-hmm. my concern is that she wants to build on a really rocky foundation. Don't try and build. Say we got to clean stuff up first. Then we can talk about growth.
0: After uh, that, Scott. Yes, as, as similar same question. What, as you assess the field, you know what do you think of these candidates and. Is there somebody that, you know, like, oh, I really wish it was uh, so-and-so? And
1: And Oprah for press secretary.
0: (laughs) For press secretary. Oh, my gosh, that'd be amazing. And
2: someone that actually could do their job. Um, Look, I I do have the normal fear of just being like, okay, I'm not uh, this current crop of candidates. I'm like, ooh, I'm not feeling the passion I did with Barack Obama and... So that always makes me a little nervous because you do have to have the passion involved. And it's not just me. I'm speaking for the people that are going to go out and vote and go out in the snow and, you know, bad weather and, and, you know, we're working two jobs and have kids and they're barely making ends meet. And they have to have that feeling to go out of their way to go vote. Shouldn't be that way. But it's true when you have a lot of stuff going on. You want to feel passion. You want to feel like that person is taking you with you. And I do think Elizabeth Warren has some great plans. but like you say chelsea she's got to simplify it. that's why trump did so well because he simplified everything he had these simplified, stupid little dumb down, dumb down yeah. and we don't have to go quite that
0: dumb <laughs>
1: Hopefully. But, no but, but you do want to do wanna, you do want to
0: you do want to make sure that it's it's simply put right it's like look this is what i'm gonna do here's here like here's a short explanation instead of just saying like you just go to my website no no give a little bit and then be like if you really want to know Right. Then, then you can do the homework and find out. But here's the answer to your question, and that was what they were hammering Elizabeth Warren at in the last two right. debates. And it seems like she's like, well, I guess I, I guess I should let everybody know how I'm going to pay for uh, I'm going to pay for this Medicare. Well, for all. I'm sure
1: that's coming out soon. But even still, I know it's going to be some form of wealth tax. Yeah, wealthy yeah. people are a little freaking out. But then there's like uncertainty about whether it would even work, mm-hmm. and whether we should even take that on right now when we should just. At be doing a better job of managing what we have right. so far, uh, clean up uh, wasteful military spending. That's where I would begin personally, but um, and and then we can start to grow. Right.
2: And and uh, but that said, I I think that any one of these candidates is highly well better than Donald I saw, Trump. I even Marion meme... Williamson. Even Marion. Uh,
0: uh, yes. Uh, I know. But, but, I just wanted but, to but, say it on record. But, I yes, knew what your answer was uh, going to be. I just but, wanted to pose it.
2: But the but the thing is yes, and I think we have a very good opportunity for Democrats to win and win by a decent number. And if they don't win the presidency, then then they really have are, are terrible at the and game I here have because lost
1: faith in American.
2: Yes, because of fully. the fact of the 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 corruption going on and everything else that people are are not sick enough with this current president. And it won't take a lot. It only takes a couple states. To flip over. And well, so, I mean, that's,
0: that's what we saw, uh, well, I was going to say four years ago, but three years ago. You yes, saw that it was just these razor-thin margins and really just a few, you know, Pennsylvania yes. was really the, the biggest one. Pennsylvania, right, and yeah. so,
2: and, and ones that had been Democratic since the 80s. But then you started seeing how they went in 18, and they all flipped back over to the Democrats. Right. So, But don't take that for granted. Don't take it for granted. Yeah. Also, state is different than federal. But it's just a warning sign to Donald Trump that a normal president at this point— with an economy like this should be coasting to re-election, and I would say there was no Democrat that could win against a normal Republican with an economy like this, and that would have been the same if there's a Democrat incumbent with the economy like this. But I do think any one of those candidates has a really good shot because it doesn't take much, and um, so they all have a very good chance of winning, and, and winning pretty handily, and maybe flipping some states, too, that have been red for a long time, like Arizona uh... Arizona. Right, like sorry. So. Uh,
0: I do want to read some comments from the booth, and then after Ooh, yeah, that I'm going to go, I'm uh, sorry, from the chat, but I will go to the booth and uh, get Ryan's opinion. So uh, <laughs> I will let you weigh in on something in a minute, but let me get to the questions first. Uh, so let's see, we have uh, Rajiv Dixon in the chat. Thank you. That I've never seen you there before, so thanks for checking out the show. Welcome. Uh, was Yay. excited about Cory Booker, thinking Elizabeth Warren, leaning towards her, respects Bernie for what he's been able to accomplish, and thinks that Bernie has put forth a great corruption plan and uh, Ryan actually asked Rajiv to rank his preferences so we have uh, six of them so we have uh, Warren, Biden, Bernie, Tulsi, Kamala mm-hmm. then Mayor Pete. So many questions. Yeah, so no, but I thought that was great that he actually mm-hmm. like gave us like six mm-hmm. uh, so I think that's interesting. Now uh, Ryan in the booth, uh, a, a a young man there. Is this the first presidential election you'll be able to vote in?
3: No, I voted in the last one.
0: Uh, OK. And that how you voted is, is, is not relevant. But as you look at 2020 and, you know, whether uh, whether you're uh, open minded or not, who do you look at as somebody that doesn't follow politics? I mean, He'll give, he'll give you theories about the new Star Wars trailer, but you know he doesn't. It's the it's the way that uh, some of us follow politics is the way that he he looked at that. But I would say when you look at it, and you know you just see headlines. Obviously, stuff pops up on Twitter. How do you feel like people in general? are reacting to these options for Democrats? Do you feel like, you know, your average, not entirely, like, obsessed over, you know, watching the debates and the town halls and all that? So not people like yeah, us. Yeah, n- right, so not mm-hmm. us. What what do you think, uh, you know, a, a more typical American, I, I, obviously, because there's, there's better things to watch on TV than those debates, trust <laughs> me. Oh,
3: so, so what do I think? Yeah, uh, like, just
0: what do you think, what is your feeling, and it doesn't have to be a personal feeling, right. but how do you feel... People, whether it's your age or just people you follow on social media, do you feel like they're, they feel that these options for Democratic candidate are lacking?
3: Well, it's interesting because, you know, I was in college uh, for the 2016 election. Sure. and God, I'm old.
0: Oh, my God, I know. I, do. <laughs> I know.
3: Yeah. But, but, but what I was saying is well, look, basically. I,
0: I, I thought he might not have been old enough to vote. So that should include you in, by the way.
3: Yeah, Go ahead. I sorry. Voted every time I can. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I will say. uh uh, what I noticed was after that, you know, I think people, especially my age group, were more informed than I've ever seen them informed. Yay. Like I think like a lot of people got like just in- in- informed is a loose term, but I think just into <laughs> politics, like everyone was paying attention a lot more than I'd ever witnessed in the years before that. Uh, but in the past year. I feel like it's really gone down. Like, everyone's Mm. just really lost interest. I don't know if it's a hope thing. No, I mean, honestly, I would say there's there's the
0: fatigue because it's like even, you know, whatever your level is, I don't mean you personally, for people who dislike Trump, like, if you have the the white-hot hatred of a thousand suns, eventually you wake up in the morning you're like, you know what, I just can't today. Yeah. Like, oh, what he said today <laughs> is tiring. so much worse than yeah. a month ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but I just can't. And I understand people who feel that way. Mm-hmm. And then you have your more average, uh, you know, the average reaction is, I don't like that guy, but I just don't want to hear about it. Right. You know, it's like, it's too much. You know, some people would like to turn on a cable news channel and hear about something else once in a while. And, you know, I mean, I think that there are there are a lot more middle-of-the-road people who's like, whether they, they only kind of like him, maybe people who voted for him because they didn't like Hillary, there's a lot of people who just don't want to hear about it. So I can understand that yeah. idea of like, yeah, being super plugged in and focused, especially anybody who felt like, oh, 2016 kind of happened because we as in the younger generation were a little bit asleep at the switch there.
3: Right, I think... uh I mean, I don't want to speak for my entire generation, but what I will say—no,
0: <laughs> you are the voice <laughs> of a generation. generation, right? You have what, Star Wars theories. You watch Watchmen. Exactly, Come on, exactly,
3: yeah. Uh, but what I will will say is, I people my age, like we're just not interested. I feel like in in Joe Biden or any people or anyone and who's and, just this that is a guy from Delaware, by the way. I know, yeah, right? From Delaware, I've met yeah. Joe Biden a few times. I have pictures with them, but I'm just—you can bring those in. I mean, my my family <laughs> was literally friends with his with his uh, children, and I'm. I'm just kind of over it. Like, I think a lot of my my age group is just we're over the establishment pick, like the obvious, you know, there's nothing exciting about that. Uh, I mean, I in 2016, I was very, uh, I think, driven or like engrossed or drawn by Bernie Sanders and and people like him, like they got me really passionate about politics that year. So it's people that I think, you know, he's a more he was a more populist candidate. In that, but he had, I think, just what was impressive with him was he just had plans. Whether those plans could be executed, I just knew what he was about, and it was just very straightforward. Um, so, I—that's I, what I'd say. I think just these these establishment picks are not what people my age are necessarily into
1: that makes me so happy
3: so that that's what I that's what I'm throwing <laughs> yeah. out there but I, I never I'm never talking about Joe Biden with anyone I'm never talking about uh like Tulsi Gabbard like I'm, I'm usually hearing people bring up Elizabeth Warren or Pete Buttigieg or Bernie Sanders and uh, it used to be Beto but I feel like a lot of people no, stop talking about Beto Beto had a minute yeah. he
0: definitely had a minute and I, I think that uh, you know it's that I don't know whatever that was that was for I think that that uh, that The sun has set on uh, Betomania, which I don't think was actually a thing, but uh, it sounds funny to say. And yeah, I think that that's what it comes down to is like, who are you going to be passionate about, you know, a year from now? And the, I, the fear is like, well, you, you look at that field and you're like, no, you can see the people getting passionate about some of these people's ideas, but they're probably not the the front runners. And yeah, I mean, Joe Biden, people, the majority of people, if you ask them, it's like, so why do you think you why do you think right now you would vote for Joe Biden? It's Like, oh, because I think he would win. So oh. like, like, why would you vote for Joe Biden in the primary? It, it would be the question. And the answer would probably be like, well, because I think he's got the best chance to be Trump. And, and then it's like, well, what about these other things? It's like, nah let's, well, let's, and, and he's comfortable. It's like, oh, well, he's been
2: around forever. We know him. Like, okay. Yes, exactly. eh, But you don't have the passion. And that's what I was saying earlier. We need to feel the passion to actually go out of our way to say, yes, we're voting for this person and not just against Donald Trump. Because, like you said, people already hate Donald Trump that are going to go vote. But who are the people that are kind of on the fence that are like, "Eh, maybe I'll vote. But you need that passionate person that's going to bring them over and have them go out of their way to vote. So you're voting for that person and not just against Donald Mm -hmm. Trump. And that's what we need to find
1: I, I think for all the effort that Joe Biden goes to to make, to attach himself to Barack Obama, I think that there are people who to, are like me who see Obama as, yeah, he was good, but it was a disappointment in a lot mm-hmm, of ways, mm-hmm. and uh, and we I actually would but but the, but the kind of, a, of
0: the kind of disappointment that if it had somehow been possible. That these last three years could have been a continuation of that disappointment. I think that's a that's an alternative that you would take to what we have right now. Yes, you would rather be disappointed by Barack Obama for a third term, very yes. obviously, very hypothetical, than uh, this term of the the Trump administration.
1: Yes, but this is where we are, and so we might as well make the most of it. And what Trump has done is brought to light the corruption that you know many administrations commit. Right, mm-hmm. and so this is our opportunity. That once the shi- light has shi- has been shining on it. We can see it for what it is and clean it up once and for all. So I just wanted to be clear that I'm not just saying Trump is the only one who's been and That's Whoa, why we yeah, need to fix of it. It's been going on yeah. for a long, long Generations
2: time. Generations and throughout administrations. It's, I mean, it's, it's, go, it's going yeah. on right
0: now. Yeah. You know, you have Republicans, Democrats and oh, independents yeah. all very, you know, all with a lot of hands out, yeah. you know, and, you know, it's I think. It is an important issue, and I know how important it is to you because we talk about it most weeks. I just wonder if that's the issue that you're going to get people excited about.
1: People just have to understand how right. it connects to right. all the other that's ones. Right, And, and so I think you, got, you
0: have to build the excitement about these other things and be like, well, you know, all these things, they really fall right. under the corruption uh, mean, If corruption you, if you watch,
1: I, I feel Bucket. like I've, I, there was one period of time where I watched maybe like five documentaries, one about food, one about you know, cannabis. All, all sorts <laughs> of. They go together. Okay. Yes. After you, <laughs> um... look,
0: after you watch when, the cannabis documentary, yes, you you're hungry for you the food, food, food documentary. Yes, yes sure. obviously. But
1: when I watch, a, you know, whatever kind of subject it's on, you can see that the fundamental problem with the the industry or that area of, of life or the world is the the money corrupting the uh, the. Hopefully, good intentions of of people and not so good intentions of people, and that get, getting a, a hold on that and uh, is is the most important thing that we can do to clean up everything well, that we care about.
0: Speaking of corruption, I don't want to run out of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it is certainly uh, this is the great opportunity for this week in corruption. Oh, yes, our uh, award winning, uh, soon to be <laughs> awarded, uh, segment that uh, Chelsea is very passionate about, mm-hmm. and we uh, get to. Uh, I think we do. We have two items today. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's go with the first one. So
1: here's one of them. So I am quoting from a ProPublica article that that talks about Randy Perkins, a guy that donated half a million dollars to a pro-Trump super PAC just after his company had won a federal contract. Right.
0: That, that doesn't that, sound that, good.
1: That, that That is like sort of corruption. That's, right? that, it, right. that, that's
0: kind of like ABC like definition mm-hmm. of corruption. And I think right? I he,
1: he came out to say, oh, the, I'm so sorry. That was I'm so sorry my, I my was company. so corrupt. Yeah. That was supposed <laughs> to be from my personal yeah. money, <laughs> not from the company. So, so but what still, he's saying is, better.
0: what he's saying is, I'm sorry that I left a paper trail that could connect me because that's what yeah, I, I, like, that's I'm so sorry what, I got caught. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so, exactly. Yeah, listen, he's not, and, and I, I don't even want to harp on this, this guy, because it's not about one person. No, but it's a perfect example. It, yeah, exactly. And so this is the kind of thing that kind of flew under right. the the radar. And now at the top, uh, at the moment, I can't even remember what the other one was about. Does it, do you? Well, I you did send it to me. I know. Yeah. Now there I can't even so remember what of, I sent you. There, so well, many. yeah. I mean, oh, oh, I do remember the Supreme Court. Yep. Um, kind did away with the, the the case about gerrymandering in Michigan, right? Um, saying that <laughs> basically what they said in the last gerrymandering case that the the courts um, are not the place to fix right. our issues with mm-hmm. gerrymandering, which I totally and completely disagree right. with. It's the complete opposite because the problem is created by the legislative branch, whether that's on the state level mm-hmm. or federal. And then the court's job is to put a check on that, or so is my understanding of when I went to law school. Mm-hmm. So that the courts would decline to really take this up and see it as their issue to deal with is really, really disappointing. So the, I guess the only thing that we can do is somehow, and I'm not even sure how you do this, you have to push our legislatures to make it illegal for them to be creating the, the districts as they want to, which help dilute their opponent's Pool of voters. Um, I, I, do I just like, don't know like, how you do that, like
2: in California, where you have to get the voters to vote for nonpartisan commissions to divide up districts right. yeah. and yeah. things so it's a like lot that. Um, it is harder, uh, but you're right. I mean, because it is. It, but, it was the exact opposite of what they should have been but doing. But
1: this political gerrymandering mm-hmm. is another another form of corruption. It's mm-hmm. very sly, and if you're you're not paying attention, it's very easy to miss. I I didn't but, know about it. But they're the but they're not seven.
2: even sly about it. They're very blunt in saying they're making these districts to To suit their own. Right. And you see the way they're drawn now, out. And some of them are crazy and little strips of like one block of houses they go down and connect down further to other areas and they, and they, they readily admit they do it on purpose. Yeah. Uh,
0: before we run out of time, I want to get to uh, some comments from uh, last week's show, which was our uh, post-debate special. Uh, Zach won 11. Great show. Look forward to it every week. Zach's always in there, so I wanted to give him a shout out. Hi, Zach. Uh, Jinky switched off when not one of them said Bernie won the night. Sorry, but he didn't. I mean, uh, you know, he, he didn't have a bad night. It's yeah. just that it, yeah. it really wasn't his night.
1: And if somebody was going to say Bernie had won, it pro- probably yeah. would have been me. It, w- I just... it
0: definitely would have been you. If Maybe you, it... he
1: did well given he did, his circumstances. Right? he yeah, was
0: like how like he just can't come back from a heart attack. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, Verity says quit beating up on Andrew Yang. I don't know who that is. We're we talking about Alan Yang or Jimmy Yang. I'm not even sure <laughs> you weren't there, Scott. But uh, For the record,
1: I like Andrew Yang. Yeah. Sure. Uh, We didn't
0: really beat up on him. Uh, I I just wanted his $1,000. And uh, very important, mansion lover? Really? That's interesting. Uh, I would love to have a mansion as well. Uh, I can't believe nobody commented on Christian's new look. The suit and beard make you look quite distinguished, Christian. And of course, I've done away with both of those. But uh, <laughs> I uh, was working on a uh, was on a costume. If you want to check out uh, I was uh, say, Marvel, no- Marvel movie news, yeah, exactly. No, I just I got rid of it because no one <laughs> nobody- <laughs> commented. Uh, anyway, we are out of time. Uh, thanks to uh, Ryan in the booth for uh, chiming in. You got it. And uh, of the course, of a generation. Of course, yes. uh, <laughs> Scott Moore. Where do people find you?
2: You can find me on Twitter at sman80. That's sman80.
0: And
1: Chelsea. Twitter at Chelsea Galicia.
0: And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. And uh, as I referenced, you can find me over on the Popcorn Talk Network Thursdays at 1 Pacific for Marvel Movie News. That is all the time we have now, but we will see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye.
1: Kevin Bye.